0: This Caps PA announcer, Wes Johnson, and you're listening to What The Puck! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What The Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, and Google Play Music. Well, the bye week is over. We are back on the air- airwaves. Is do the podcast have airwaves? I don't know. I think we're back on the
1: internet. We're back on the internet. The interwebs. <laughs> the caps the, are back. The super high. No, that's not. What's it called? Super, super internet. Super highway. Internet highway. Something like that. Man, you railed the show.
0: We're in your ears. We're in your car. Whatever you're doing to listen to what the puck, we're here to talk about Hooky. and the Caps after the All Star break. Have a uh, have already had a game up against Montreal to discuss all the fun hockey things going on. Joining me as always, Coach Dan. What's going on, man? Not too much. How you been, man? Been feeling good. Feeling good. The bye week's over. I rested up. I did not party in Mexico with Ovi. Like Willie Baby did. But, uh, hey, we're back. Seems like everyone's well-rested. Somebody who's even, who's even more well-rested is Alex Ovechkin because he sat out against Montreal due to a suspension for not coming to the All-Star break. Uh, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago about whether it was a good idea if he was uh, going to sit or not. I think it's a good idea for him to do it. But uh, the NHL seemed not too happy that a couple of their stars sat out the all-star break. But, hey, I'm cool with it, and uh, it seems like the Caps are cool with it too because even without them, the Caps were able to come away with a win against Montreal.
1: Well, Montreal is a team that is struggling a little bit right now. They currently have we're at 51 points compared to the Capitals' uh, 73. So they're outside the playoffs looking in, and they have they would have quite the fight ahead of them if they were to make their way into the playoffs. They're 10 points behind Um, the caps though play pretty well. I mean, they, I think, you know, they, um, everyone kind of starts slow out of the break. And I think without your, your best player, though, not your leading scorer at the moment, that would be in terms of points. That's John Carlson. He's got 60 points. He's 10 up on Ovechkin right now. Wow. That's why he was an (laughs) all-star, which is insane. But, uh, you know, they, they, the Caps are on quite the little streak right now. They've got a four-game winning streak. They've got wins over Carolina, New Jersey, the Islanders, and Montreal, as we talked about. Solid teams. Solid with, teams. Uh, you know, two of the four. Yeah, half and half. Solid. Carolina's just outside the playoffs looking in. Um, New Jersey is – they can't even see the line of the playoffs right now. They've got 43 <laughs> points when the, they need to get to uh, 63, so they suck. They're not Detroit level of bad Detroit level of bad. Detroit's wow. got uh, 28 points like Good God. The Red Wings have fallen so far. Um, but, uh, you know, the Islanders are obviously a good team. They're struggling a little bit. Not only struggling. It's, it's more. They look like they have been because they've dropped down the standings, but it's really just more. The Penguins have gone on such a hot streak lately. And they went away. They went on the hot streak without Sidney Crosby to start the streak. Yeah, and then they lost Malkin. I think I look for he out for a while too? Yeah. So I mean, the Wait. Penguins gone seven. They're uh, seven and three in their last ten. Same as the Caps. Islanders are only four, four and two. But either way, a winning streak is a winning streak. You need to get all the points you can, and the Caps are doing that right now. After that uh, embarrassing getting blown out by New Jersey five to one, they gave you know right back to them on the sixteenth, uh, winning that game five to two. So the Caps definitely have been playing some better hockey lately. And I think some of the credit should go to uh, their rookie goaltender, Ilya Samsonov. Samsonov has come out of the gate this year, looked absolutely fantastic.
0: I do have to correct you, though. You did say Carolina is on the outside looking in. I think they have the last
1: spot. Uh, No, I'm looking at the standings right now. They are two points behind Tampa. Uh, They technically are tied with, oh, no, you're right. I'm looking at the standings wrong. I apologize. Carolina is in the last spot. Yeah, if the, there's if, usually a line that designates who's in and out, but in the standings on NHL.com with the Caps website, there's no line between Carolina and Philly right now, which is what threw me. So I apologize. You're right. Carolina yeah. is currently, I think they're playing the Caps right now. If the playoffs were to start today, yes.
0: if the playoffs were to start today, right now, the Caps Carolina, it would be a repeat of last year in the opening round. Oh, because that went so well. It really did. Uh, but yeah, it would be Caps oh. Hurricanes once mm-hmm. again. Doctor Carl, sorry. Continue. <laughs> uh, we do have to say real quick, bringing up Carolina. Just uh, we do have to say, uh, you know, it, it's it kind of sucks to see podcasts kind of go away. But we were guests on a Carolina podcast called Cheaters Never Win, and uh, they they hung up their microphones for the last time. So, congrats on them for having a good six year run. Uh, we were guests on their show, and they were uh, very cordial to us. So, uh, those you guys know, are cool. Yeah. So, uh, sucks to see a podcast go away, but. But hey, you know, uh, good for them for uh, for calling it on their own terms. So, uh, anyway, uh, you did bring up off. We do. How
1: uh, long have we been doing this thing?
0: Seven years. We've been on the on the mic. Holy for seven crap! Years. Are you
1: serious? I know. I, well, I, including our start as like a a ten minute bit. Maybe maybe seven and a half then. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seven years good we've been uh, we've been on this uh, what the puck train, yeah. and
1: this is the last one ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Sam Sonoff. Um The guy definitely has shown he's got the chops. He he knows what he's doing in between the pipes. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about him maybe giving Braden Holpe a run for his money, but uh, the goaltending. You know, you've, you when you have a solid backup like that, and and Holpe's having a couple bad games, uh, it, it's good because it kind of gives a guy like Holpe some time to figure out what's going on, get back to basics, and kind of fix his game. And we. Saw Braden Holpe up against Montreal uh, uh, on the return from the All Star break. And it seems as if Braden Holpe, I mean, some of the saves he made against Montreal were highlight reel saves. Absolutely fantastic stuff. It looks like the Braden Holpe of old. So, I mean, we right now have a great problem in Washington two amazing goaltenders. So, really,
1: the only problem is who do you start? I think you go with the hot hand in terms of you just can, you know, if Holpe's playing well, I think you stick with him. I think you still want to get Samson off his starts and give him his opportunities. But when you're going up against Nashville, who is, um, you know, struggling a little bit right now, they only got 51 points or six points out of the, sorry, not yeah, Six points out of the playoff spot. Um, I think you need to stick with your hot hand and, and keep playing him. You've got Ottawa on, I know I'm stealing your bit at the end of the show, but they got Ottawa on Friday so that's I good. Sam fodder right there. Yeah. You give Sam Sanoff a game, you know, you see how hope he's doing. I think the all-star break, even though he was playing really, maybe, maybe the situation was benefiting so much, it wasn't that he got time off, but then he actually got a little bit of a, a boost in terms of um, just his playing. And he, he started, you know, f- might sound silly, but almost feel a little bit better. Cause he got that recognition at being at the game and it kind of gave him a bit of an ego boost. Maybe it's
0: because he got to hang out with Don Draper and Pam Beasley while he was at the all-star game.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that was
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that played a part, Brandon. I mean, I, I would get a boost getting to hang out with Pam Beasley.
1: Why not? And uh, having. Well, a- I mean, I'm not. We didn't get to. I'm also pretty sure she's married, but that's besides the point. Well, yeah, Jim. Ugh. No, not, okay, anyways.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they have a game up against Nashville. Uh, Actually, they're going to be at home. I was going to say, when they go to Nashville, they never, not a lot of people talk about it, but the last couple games in Nashville, uh, they've just been completely blown out. They just uh, mm-hmm. don't play well. So uh, this game coming up kind of will show a lot of who this team really is because Nashville can be very fast. The Capitals in years past looked uh, very old up against the Predators. But, uh, yeah, this game coming up, that's going to be a good one, and that one's on uh, national television uh, on cable. On, uh, and- oh, it's another rivalry night? Yeah, it's You know that huge Caps
1: uh, Predators rivalry? Well, I mean, there's not so much a rivalry, but there definitely is some history. Not good history, mind you. Yeah, Mark. In regards man. to the Capitals. Damn you, McPhee, you bastard. <laughs> I like how people after the Caps won the Cup, we were like, if they had made that trade, they never wouldn't won. I was like, you don't know that. Like, if anything, they could have been freaking better. Like, maybe they sweep through the Cup. Right. And actually get to, you know, celebrate at home. But, uh, damn, that kid is good. his freaking lacrosse goals, like, how does – how does he keep pulling that
0: off? Yeah, he's doing it. Well, I mean, let's talk about a, a young gun on the Caps team that is showing – Everything that you want him to show. Jacob Verana, uh, we talked about him. I mean, since since he got drafted, we've been talking about this kid, and this year he's lighting it up. I mean, this is if this guy is your future and uh, you want him to kind of be a leader on this team in the long run, he is definitely showing he's got the chops. This guy is doing absolutely fantastic this year, and I, that again, in I, the Montreal game, Hope he had some amazing saves, highlight saves. Jacob Verana had. An absolutely fantastic goal. Another highlight uh, from the Caps team with Jacob Verana and quite a celebration. Just chilling out, laying
1: on the ice. I mean, this kid's doing everything right now. He's I mean, he's played incredibly well in his last five games. He's got six points four of those are goals. He's definitely stepped up where some other guys might not be. And he's, he's not carrying the team per se, but hes he's certainly doing his part. I mean, he's currently fourth on the team in points. He's got 42 points in 50 games. 23 of those are goals, so he's doing what he needs to. He's got uh, a decent shooting percentage at 16.2%. He's actually got a halfway decent faceoff percentage. I don't know how many faceoffs he's taking, but he's at 44, almost 44.5%. You know, It's not too bad when you have a guy that can go in there and have a halfway decent shot, almost 50% chance of of winning a faceoff for you. Um, So Verona stepping up into that role that you kind of want, you know, you're looking to have your next star player in a couple of years, because you're likely going to have your your franchise player, your generational talent, likely moving on in the next five to six years, or, you know, not a little less than that.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's kind of scary to think about, but Jacob Aranda, the future is... It's bright.
1: not so much scary that we don't have a Vetchkin anymore. I think it's just scary because it means we're that much older. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm not uh, like, I mean, part of it's like, oh, he's just so good, but now he's like an older guy. And I remember when he first came to the league, but it's also like, God, I remember when he first came to the league, how old I was. Right. Yeah, thanks for bringing uh. that up, coach.
0: Sorry. Uh, the the second line is doing everything you want the second line to do. Jacob Varana, Yevgeny, Kuznetsov, T.J. Oshie all look fantastic. Kuzi uh, with uh, yeah. with we have the goal from Alex Ovechkin. Now Kuzi has the assist because he got the, he helped with that Jacob Varana goal by passing it while on his back on the ice. Uh, this he is was on his butt. <laughs> this is what you want a second line to do. They're scoring goals. They're doing what they're supposed to be out there doing perfect this is what you want to
1: see going into the final stretch into the uh into the postseason i mean you do i i'd like to see a little bit more from kuznetsov I, I think it's great that he got that assist from his butt uh but that's his only assist or point i should say in his last five games so i think he needs to step up a bit of the offensive production it's nice to see that he's able to get that play which you know he kind of literally pulled out of his butt but, well, not literally. That'd be gross. That would be. But, uh, you know, I need to see a little bit more from the guy. I think he's one that can definitely step up and contribute a bit more than he has been so far. You know, one assist in five games, that's a problem.
0: That that definitely is a problem. And – uh well, let me ask you, with with Alex Ovechkin sitting in this Montreal game due to the All-Star game uh, sit-out, uh, they moved up Richard Ponick to the top line, which, I mean, is he filling the Jay Beagle spot where somebody gets hurt in the top line, Jay Beagle fills in? Why wouldn't you move a guy like Kuzi who's not really producing uh, points at least? I mean, he's looking good with assists and everything, but only one assist in the last couple of games. Why don't you move him up or Verana up to that front line? Why was Ponick
1: the right guy for the top-line spot? I mean, I think it makes sense because your other lines are contributing so well and they're playing really well together that you don't really want to mess with that just because one guy is out. So you give Boyd an opportunity to play. I think, you know, you only mess with one of the the, the further lines down and you know that Ponick probably brings more to the team potentially offensively than Boyd does. So you put him on that top line and give him a chance to kind of, you know, jumpstart his game a little bit by playing with some really talented players. And then you give Boyd an opportunity to play as well and give him a chance to kind of prove himself and, try and stake a claim for an opportunity to keep playing more and more. So I, I think it made complete sense what they did. I don't think you mess with what's working too much. You know, you only mess with it a little bit if, uh, if you have to, and it certainly worked out because they were able to come away with a win. And Boyd, he, he got a goal against Montreal, I believe. Didn't they take it away and they gave it to
0: Leipzig? Did they take it away? I couldn't remember. I thought that's what I read. Okay. Uh-oh. hold on. I'm looking it up now. Filler, filler if, uh, if he did get a, get a goal, I mean, that's definitely somebody who isn't playing a lot, making the most of his
1: time on the ice. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're a guy like Boyd, you're trying to either play for a spot on the team or play for a spot on another team. Cause you know, if they're looking to make a move with a deadline, the team wants someone coming back that has NHL experience, you know, the caps looking to move him out kind of the same way they did Chandler Stevenson. So I think he's certainly looking for an opportunity to, uh, to, to prove himself to someone. And I mean, with that trade trade deadline approaching what we're
0: less than a month away at this point, uh, you got to impress all, uh, all the eyeballs if you want to play, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're looking to impress everybody. Um, you're looking to stake a claim and try and hang on to your roster spot. And then if you can't, you want someone to come in and, and take a chance on you and not just kind of have you as a throw in on a deal. Cause then you're likely making your way down to the minors, which I'm sure he doesn't want to do i trying to find out who got
0: credit for that goal. I'm pretty sure it was Travis Boyd, but I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, but I'm almost positive it's him. So uh, let's talk about what's going to be happening on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. we got the Niners versus the Chiefs, but we also have the Caps versus the Penguins kicking off your fun day of sports at 1230. Is this the first time they've met this year? Caps-Pens? I feel like it I is. I want
1: to say yes. By the way, uh, Tom Galidi had tweeted out at eight thirty nine last night. Looks like the capital second goal was changed from Boyd to Leipzig, assist to Eller and Kuznetsov. Poor also, guy. Kuznetsov. No, he only had one assist though. Still, so I'm still. I have no idea. <laughs> I have maybe it wasn't. I have no idea.
0: It doesn't matter in our head and hearts. It was Travis Boyd. So I'm going. I'm going to credit yeah. it to him. I think that's fair. So I think this is the first time we're seeing the Caps and the Penguins. The Caps always seem to get some sort of big rivalry game on Super Bowl Sunday, which I absolutely love that because I love the uh, the fact that the Capitals are synonymous with Super Bowl Sunday. I never have to leave my couch. It's wonderful. But, oh, man, I'm going to miss a stupid game. <laughs> what are you doing? I have to work. Oh, that sucks. But. Good guys like you said the the penguins have been kind of on a run they always do this where they really show up in like the second half of the season um the the capitals look fantastic uh, on a, their own kind of winning streak who knows what'll happen by sunday but uh this is always a fun time this is always a good game to watch um besides Ovi and crosby is there is there anyone do you think from the new generation of caps players that really like solidifies that, that Pittsburgh Washington rivalry. Like we're, no. We're no, like we're talking about Varana being like the, the future of this team. I don't really I can't really think of anybody on the on the Penguins I think team.
1: Kuznetsov had an opportunity when he did the bird selling and everything in the playoffs two years ago, but I think it's with Ovechkin and on the team, no one is going to shine brighter than him. You know, he casts a pretty pretty big shadow he's a pretty noticeable guy. And so I don't think anybody's necessarily going to be able to have a brighter star than him. And I think when Crosby's there, just the name alone, no one else is going to be talked about. So it's always going to be those two guys going up against each other, even if they're not playing somehow, they'll be a part of the the storyline going into the game. So,
0: now after um, after that Islanders game because uh, we haven't we haven't spoken since before that game but that huge comeback against the Islanders on Sunday the 18th I, I had tweeted out after the game that you know when we do this show we do the podcast we we really don't talk about Ovi that much because I mean. Back, I guess, seven years ago, like we said, we established the show seven years ago. It was a lot of: Do you take the C away from Ovechkin? Do you give it to somebody else? Uh, Does you know he's a Russian? Does he does he have it in him to be a leader and all this kind of stuff? But throughout the years, especially now, we don't really bring up Ovi very much because it's just kind of expected. That this guy who is the best in the world is going to continue to be the best in the world. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. He casts a big shadow. You don't really doubt his game ever. Um, you know, he, he's he's a once-in-a-lifetime player. And uh, I, I guess, you know, at least on the show, maybe we kind of take that for granted a little bit because he, he's never a question mark he never is like if he's on the ice you you always kind of know he's going to be giving it his all I, I after that islanders game you know he even said like look we're, we we got fired up we uh we want to play this we want to win this game and they came out and, and were able to come back from a 4-1 deficit so It's kind of crazy. I mean, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, I personally, as a fan, I don't know if it has the luster it once did, but both those guys, super talent. Uh, Always a fun time to watch both teams. Uh, Love the rivalry. But, yeah, I think, you know, once Sidney Crosby or Ovechkin decides to hang up the skates, that that Penguins-Caps rivalry might not have the same effect it does on, like, younger generations that are just getting into hockey.
1: I mean, it'll. I think it'll always still kind of be there, just because it was, you know, still a rivalry before sure. Ovechkin and uh, Crosby came in. It was a big uh, the Caps-Pens rivalry, and a lot of it went in the Pens' favor. To some extent, it still does, but I, I think I that remember, definitely added to it.
0: Was it HBO twenty four seven? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, go ahead. uh Was it HBO twenty four seven or like one of the rivalry documentaries that NBC Sports put out? I remember Ted Leonsis being on camera and it was like right after he bought the team and he was like, I just remember somebody coming to my office going, they always beat us. How do they always beat us? And then like OV was kind of like the guy who was like, Ooh,
1: we might be able to take them down now that he's here. I think that was 24 seven. I feel like that sounds familiar from 24 seven in terms of, I mean, they did, they always beat them in the playoffs. The one year I feel like they didn't beat them in the playoffs was the year. The caps went to the cup and lost to Detroit. And it was very fitting that the Caps were able to go through Pittsburgh on the way to their first Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good rivalry. It's good for the league, I think. With uh, uh, Crosby and Ovechkin getting a bit older, and there's just a lot of talented players now in the league and spread out around the league in terms of you have Connor McDavid, who's arguably the best player in the league right now. And you have Toronto, even though they're struggling a bit. You know, they have Austin Matthews, and you have Jack Eichel stepping stepping up. There it is. And you've got, uh, I mean, you've got a number of very talented players moving uh going around the league and you know it's not just the ovechkin or crosby show necessarily and so i think it's still a really good rivalry but i don't think it's like the rivalry necessarily in the nhl and both of these teams also have their own rivalries with other organizations you know you have the carolina one with the caps you have the flyers of course with the caps and the rangers to some extent that one's dropped a little bit over the last couple of years but you know the penguins have a pretty big one with philadelphia mm-hmm. um you know, they have kind of one with Columbus. Even the Caps have one with Columbus to in a bit. You know, the Penguins have one with um, with the Rangers uh, as well as I'm sure a number of other teams. And so it's always, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have those kind of rivalry games, but there's a lot of them. And then it's also good to, for the league, I'm sure to have all these different opportunities to kind of plug different guys, different names and, and different players.
0: Anything else we should cover in Caps World?
1: Oh, I'm sure I can find something. Uh, did we talk about the All Star Game? Talked a little bit about it, but a little bit. Carlson, Holpe and Oshie playing the All Star Game. Reardon got to hang out and just say hi to guys. Probably, <laughs> I don't imagine the coaches all that much. Um, Carlson came in second the hardest shot. I actually thought he was going to win it at one point. He took the lead until Shea Weber came out, and I'm pretty sure the puck exploded when he took a shot at it. Though, did you see the guy allegedly in the AHL? I feel like they're closer, or he got a longer run up or something. But he had like 109 miles an hour. Wow, really. Yeah, he beat Shea Weber's time, which I thought was pretty crazy. I think Weber won with like 106 point something. I think this is the first time in like four years a Caps player hasn't been the, the hardest uh, slap shot. No, nah, I think last year was the first time Carlson got it. Ah, okay. Or a Caps player got it. But it was like last year was the first time in a while that... Really? Ovi hasn't gotten it before? I feel like Ovi's gotten it before. I don't even... I, I He's probably... No, I don't... No, yeah, I think he's done it before and his shot was like it's not so much that he's got a hard shot. Like he does have a hard shot, but he's also got pretty good accuracy with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, with the hardest shot, accuracy's not that big of a deal. You just got to make sure it gets registered. Um, oh, she got a nice reception back in St. Louis. I'm sure that he appreciated that. Um, and uh hope he played pretty well. Oshi actually didn't get to participate um, as like a specific player in any of the skills competition stuff. He just participated in a couple of them. Whereas Carlson was like playing, you know, uh, the hardest shot or hope he was in net for the um, like shootout thing that they do. Right. He got, I think it was five in a row or six in a row, something like that. Oh, yeah, he, I think he got five. Yeah, it was something around those times. I actually thought it was weird that they stopped Bennington when he got to nine or whatever the win was. I was like, I want to see how far he can go. Like, yeah. let him go for the record. That would have been kind of fun. Why are you stopping now? So I found that to be a bit odd, to be honest with you. But, no, it, uh, you know, the the All-Star game, I find the skills competition stuff a little bit more interesting than the actual game. The game is kind of like, meh, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think that's pretty much it in Caps World right now. We have, what, a month to go? I think it's exactly a month to go. I believe the deadline is, uh, what, February 28th? So, I think, you know, I do think the Caps are going to make a move. I think they're going to bring in a defenseman. And, yeah. I think that'll probably, maybe a couple, a, a move or two in the minor leagues
0: okay all right well we'll, we'll,
1: speaking of the minor leagues
0: i think it's time you like that segue that was a good one that was a good one i think it's time to go down on the farm all right everybody here we go we're going down on the farm we are talking hershey bears and south carolina stingrays coach
1: dan what's going on down on the farm well, since we last talked, Hershey went 4-2 and two with wins over Hartford, Rochester, Springfield, and Providence. They are currently tied with Hartford for first in the Atlantic Division with 59 points, though they have played two more games than the Wolfpack, so they got to hope that Hartford goes on a little bit of a losing streak for them to hang on to that first-place spot. But they'll be back at it on Friday in Bridgeport before coming home to the Giants Center on Saturday against Lehigh Valley. In other Bears news, goalie Vitek Vanacek was named Vitek. Vitek, I think it's Vitek. Vitek Vanacek was named to the MVP, or sorry, was named the MVP of the AHL All Star Game. He and fellow Bear and Atlanta captain Matt Molson led the team. Vanacek allowed only two goals in four of the games he played in, while Molson scored a goal and an assist. Down in South Carolina, the Stingrays went 5-1 and one with two wins over Jacksonville, two over Norfolk, and one over Atlanta. They're currently first in the South Division with 68 points, 10 up on second place Florida. They'll be back at it on Wednesday night in Greenville before back-to-back home games at the North Charleston Coliseum starting Friday against Norfolk, then Saturday against Florida. That's what's going on down on the farm. Now, we have never seen Vtech
0: play a ca- an NHL game, right? He has never – I think he's backed up a couple of times. I think he's backed up. I don't know if he's ever actually played. I, I'm just thinking kind of out loud. You were talking about the trade deadline being you know, a month away we have an abundance of good goaltenders here. Is there any chance that VTech could you know, be a part of a package deal or something like that? To be named the MVP of the All-Star Game definitely is an accomplishment. Uh, we know he's got talent uh, in Hershey. So just wondering, could it be VTech as the guy who kind of like sweetens the pot a little bit?
1: I mean, maybe if there's a team that's really looking for a goaltender that has... A- 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 he's a decent prospect. I don't know if he's ever going to be a starter in the NHL per se, but he's a, he's a decent prospect. So I think there's an opportunity for a team that might be interested in taking a shot on him, but I don't see that he might be a, a kind of a throw in as opposed to the lead player that an another, another NHL team wants.
0: Right. Right. Like uh, uh, who's our goaltender, not Justin Peters. Who was the last guy? before Samsonov. He he's with the Bears now.
1: Are you talking about uh Phoenix Copley?
0: Phoenix Copley. Yeah, he was he was like a part of a package deal left here. I think he went to the Blues. Yeah, he was part of that. Wasn't he part of the Oshi deal? I think he was a part of the Oshi deal. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came back and now he's in with the Hershey Bears now. So, yeah. You know?
1: I mean you never know what could happen. I think you know, you make an interesting uh you bring up an interesting question in terms of will a team take a flyer on him. I think that some teams might be calling about another goaltender, but we'll have to wait and see about that one. Oh, okay. Little teaser. teaser. I don't think though I don't think the caps will move him now. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting in terms of if someone makes them a compelling offer. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, what well, happens. Yeah.
0: Go Bears, go Stingrays. Now let's go around the NHL. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going around the NHL. They had a giant party. St. Louis over the weekend with the All-Star Game. Stars were out. Green Day played. Dropped some F-bombs on <laughs> national television. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the the, the thing that uh, Green Day does. So, Coach Dan, tell us what's going on around the NHL.
1: Oh, the NHL should be used to it by now. Anytime a team wins the Cup, there's so many F-bombs. Lots of F-bombs. that are, <laughs> I think Backstrom had the first one, maybe? N- not Backy. He's so wholesome. No, wasn't it Backstrom when Ovechkin brought in the Cup? And he said F and right. <laughs> I, I think so. that was the first one. And then Ovechkin I'm sure dropped one and a couple other guys. But uh, I think Backstrom was the first one that I heard. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. It was probably Ovechkin when he was carrying it around. But I was surprised he was able to talk. But yeah, the NHL had their annual All-Star game with uh, the Pacific. I didn't even watch it, to be honest. I'm not as interested in the All-Star game. I listened to the last little bit. The Pacific Division came out on top as the winners, although they appear to be the only division that actually cares about winning the thing. Metropolitan divisions like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> We'll play a little bit of hockey and move on. Let's head over to Pittsburgh where the Penguins signed defenseman Marcus Pedersen to a five-year $20.15 million dollar deal. Comes to a cap hit of 4.025. So he got paid. And finally, Vegas. Well, apparently they're doing pretty well with the Gold Knights because they're interested in bringing an AHL team into their city. Apparently the team's owner is looking to buy an AHL franchise. Huh? It kind of makes sense to an extent. Their current affiliate is in Chicago, which you know, not that close. A little way, I think it's just north of the city, but still weird because Chicago. Last time I checked, not that close to Las Vegas. <laughs> I do find it weird though if you would have your AHL team in your NHL city. I, I don't feel like you're pulling one from the other, but I do question how many people are going to be like. I mean, yeah, it's cheaper but the hockey's not as good. And I could just go watch the guys play that are much better. So, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of towns right around Vegas that they might be like, you know, we could put a, could put a team over there. So, but yeah, I don't understand this thing with like minor leagues, in, both in hockey and other places. Like, isn't, aren't the nationals affiliate, the, their AAA team is in like, it's not the Orioles. Is it, is it the nationals their teams in like California? It's like Fresno. They have a team in Hagerstown. No, 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 no. They're AAA, not their um, shorts. And then the, well, Major League Baseball is looking apparently to like get rid of a bunch of minor league teams. And I think Hagerstown is one of them. Oh. Frederick might be the other one. No, not the Keys. Frederick Keys are fun. Uh, apparently they're like no longer going to be a part of the minor leagues or something. I don't know. Nationals, AAA team. It, yes, yeah, in Fresno. Unless I'm like stupid and there's another Fresno I'm not thinking of, I'm fairly certain. It was the Syracuse Chiefs, which also, not all that close. See, it makes sense to me. Yeah, it, Fresno Grizzlies. So you're looking at like the teams they've had, like all their minor league teams, looking at the Nats minor league affiliates. And they're all pretty much around, with the exception of the Auburn double days, who I've never heard of. Other part of the New York Penn League. That'd be why they're not that close. You have Harrisburg, Hagerstown, Fredericksburg Nationals. Wait, is that what Potomac cannons used to be? Anyways. And then you have like the golf course, and you got the triple team, which is way the F out in California. Oh, I got to call a guy up. Hold on. We need like seven hours to get him over here.
0: See, I think we're kind of spoiled with the caps having Hershey so close. That you know you could go to a Hershey Bears game if there's a certain prospect you want to see. I liked it when their ECHL affiliate was in Reading because that wasn't a, a long drive either. Uh, I don't know how you support a team that's all the way across the country because I feel like fans that are fans of the local team want to support the local team. So it's
1: not that hard to have it nearby. Look at the Orioles, man. Their major league team is garbage, but all their teams are within a couple hours drive. Well, like Triple A teams down in Norfolk. The, the they got kid Frederick that, Bowie Aberdeen and Delmarva.
0: Yeah, the kid that got uh, that got drafted. Uh, what was it? Was he the first overall draft pick for the Orioles? The catcher back in June. Like he he started his Oriole career in Aberdeen last summer. So if you wanted to see the number one draft pick, you could just go up uh, ninety five North, have some crabs, and and uh, enjoy the game. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't. I don't understand this, I, I don't. I don't understand the team being in the same city.
1: That's weird. But how is it that Vegas is going to get AHL team, but Baltimore can't? Or an ECHL team for that matter. Because if Baltimore got an AHL team, and we wanted to be affiliated with the Capitals, that means we going to Hershey anymore, and I don't like that. Right. Yeah. Like I like being with Hershey. We need the ECH, No offense, South Carolina. You guys are great. You are just we really far away. Yeah. So either two things are happening. We need to. Move South Carolina closer, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't. Yeah. Because it's physically impossible. Or Baltimore gets an ECHL team called the Skipjacks.
0: I mean, I would love that. Uh, I, I it's. I don't think anybody wants to go downtown right now. But, uh, you know, I would absolutely be very happy about that. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Vegas, Vegas having their affiliate closer makes sense. In the same city, I don't know. It's kind of like. I mean, they're getting the Raiders, which I don't know how excited you would be about that. Uh, I know Vegas is a very yeah they're, yeah, they're a very sports centric town, but it's like you're almost getting oversaturated with teams.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm in DC. We got a whole. Now we some we lost the Arena Football because that apparently folded. Yeah, that. folded. But then now we have an XFL team. Yeah, the so. Defenders
0: they start in like two three weeks. No one's even talking about that.
1: Because who cares? (laughs) It's just going to go away again. Um, What would you call
0: the Vegas Golden Knights AHL team? You know, if it wasn't like the Chicago name.
1: No, no. It's got to go with the whole like medieval theme here. Yeah. It's not Chicago Wolves. So I don't think. Well, no, I don't think they'd be moving the Wolves necessarily. Right. Um, Oh, damn. I had something and I lost it. Like Archer. I had something for this. Um I don't know. Someone's probably listening to this right now. I'm being just yelling out the answer. What's it? What's a good medieval joke? I, I, don't, I don't know. The jesters. <laughs> the jesters. The Vegas. See, would you call them Vegas? Or would you call them Las Vegas? Would you try and be slick and be like the sin city the uh, jesters? I'm trying to see like what is under a knight. Is that
0: is there is it
1: is there a hierarchy that we can look up?
0: Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm looking up. The gentleman. The Vegas gentleman.
1: That's stupid.
0: That's all I see. That's kind of a bummer.
1: <laughs> Anyways, well, somehow that was a bad la- the news from the past little bit in the NHL.
0: The Las Vegas counts and it's the uh it's the count from Sesame Street as their mascot.
1: I like that. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> so that's it, that's all we got. I think that's all we got, dude. Let's wrap it up. Let's go home. All right. If you want to continue the
0: the conversation with Coach Dan or I, you can. It's real easy. All you have to do is tweet to either one of us. Tweet to me at
1: Brando Cash. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at? You can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan, talking all kinds of capitals related stuff when I actually have time and the energy to send something out on Twitter. Uh, you can also hear me on that. Hear me. It's a visual medium. You can read things that I say regarding Arsenal football club, the Nets, the Orioles from time to time, the bills, the skins. Now they got rid of Bruce Allen because he was killing the franchise, all sorts of other things related to the wide world of sports, but that's finding me on Twitter at WTP coach Dan. I'm actually looking to change my handle on there and I can't think of anything good. What? Coach Dan is not available. There's an actual guy who coaches whose name is Dan. He got it first. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, And I'll do just my normal name because that's lack of creativity. So I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that's somehow finding me on Twitter. But hey, if you've enjoyed our show and our rambling, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash what the puck pod. It's when you'll find out when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of things related to the Washington Capitals. That's f- and the NHL, the Hershey bears, South Carolina stingrays, whatever gritty is up to and all sorts of things. Oh, whatever, whatever child gritty is deciding to punch. Yeah. He's getting sued. Uh, yeah. That I find it entertaining. Not in a good way. Cause if you actually did punch someone, like whatever guy was in the gritty mascot at that point, you're a D D-beck. But I find it entertaining this is all happening in Philly of all places. Of course. Of course it is. Uh, but yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash what the puck pod. But Brandon, if they like this show and they happen to like a certain purple wearing team that um is some is somewhat affiliated with our alma mater, is there a podcast they could listen to? How are they affiliated with that? Well, aside from the fact that the school is literally at their old oh, uh, training okay. grounds, I guess. but don't they also, I saw something on Facebook recently where there's some sort of uh, some guy at Stevenson set up a, uh, a, like a Ravens fan club type thing. And the Ravens actually came out and stuff. Oh, well, that's nice. Harbaugh came out and helped out with a practice or something. I don't well, know, Harbaugh
0: I has stopped by and talked to a couple teams. I'll give him that. That's pretty cool. Uh, he stopped there and talked to the lacrosse team when uh, I was an employee there, and then they didn't pay me anymore.
1: So anyway. Isn't the Ravens training facility relatively close? The new one that they built when they left uh, Oh, yeah. It's, it's right down the Owings street. Mills? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still in Owings Mills. They just
0: went down the street and built a castle.
1: <laughs>
0: it does kind of look like a castle. Oh, that's you what, see, that's like, what it's called. The castle? It's called the castle.
1: Uh, that's a lack of creativity, but all right. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you can uh, go over to brandocash.com. You know what? Don't go to brandocash.com. I haven't updated it in years, so it's just there to make sure that no one steals my name. So uh, go over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash whatthepuckpod. Like us over there. Whenever a new show comes out, you'll be the first to know. And uh, anytime anything caps-related, hockey-related happens, we will drop it there as well. And like uh, Coach Dan said, I also do a Ravens podcast called The Call. You can check it out wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, we'll be talking, I guess, maybe after the Super Bowl about what's going on. Maybe some trades, draft. Who knows? They're still gonna, yeah, uh, you know, it's still football time. Everybody loves a little football, so why not give it a listen? Uh, and uh, we we got big plans for the call coming up. So. We do this show for free. You listen, stream, and download for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, and Google Play Music. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review and then let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and uh, Twitch and TikTok and all the other places you're social on the web or with your phone. Say, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I listen to What the Puck, and you should, too. So until we talk again here, the game's coming up on Wednesday... January 29th, the Capitals are at home up against the Nashville Predators. That game's at 7.30, and you can watch that on NBC Sports nationally here in the U.S. And then on Friday, the 31st, the Capitals are in Ottawa. They head up north, up against the Senators. That game is in uh, at 7.30, NBC Sports Washington locally here in the metro area. And then on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd, the Caps are up against Pittsburgh at home in D.C. That game is at 1230 in the afternoon, and you can watch that on broadcast television on NBC. And then on Tuesday, February 4th, the Capitals stay home. Welcome the Kings to town. That game's at 7 o'clock. You can watch it on NBC Sports Washington locally. So, Coach Dan, Super Bowl Sunday, who are your picks? Caps, Pens, 49ers, Chiefs, who
1: you got? Well, I'm not touching the Caps game. We already knew that. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I mean, Niners got Richard Sherman. I feel like he's fired up. He's going to go all out. I mean, give it in Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs, pretty good. I'm going uh, Chiefs with it. It's a close game. Chiefs win. All right. Well, I, as long as there's a close game, that's all I can do. I think about. it's going to be a close one. Who you got? Watch now, can you blow up? I'm going to say, I know. <laughs> I'm going to say. Sorry, whoever loses. 49ers
0: are going to win it because Andy Reid is terrible in the postseason.
1: I think 49ers go out to a, a nice lead, and then the Chiefs, just just like they did in the last game, the Chiefs come flying back.
0: It'll be very fun to see. Patrick Mahomes, great talent for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We will see what happens. All right. Well, that's it for the show this week. Thank you all for listening. We're happy to be back after the bye week. Everybody say it loud, say it proud. Suck it! We did it!
1: This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jax. For more information, go to BrandoCash.com. I think you go with the hot, hot, blah, blah, blah. I think that was a good job.